0: It's Monday, August 21st, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphaned and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. A CBS News story from last Tuesday, August 15th, 2017 begins... With the rise of prenatal screening tests across Europe and the United States, the number of babies born with Down syndrome has significantly decreased, but few countries have come as close to eradicating Down syndrome births as Iceland. Then the article continues, other countries aren't lagging too far behind in Down syndrome termination rates. According to the most recent data available, the United States has an estimated termination rate for Down syndrome of 67%. In France, it's 77%. In Denmark, 98%. The law in Iceland permits abortion after 16 weeks if the fetus has a deformity, and Down syndrome is included in this category. This article goes on to explain that that this test in Iceland is only 85% accurate and that only one or two babies with Down syndrome are now born each year in Iceland. There are 33,000 people, the article reports, that live in Iceland and only one or two babies with Down syndrome. Uh, A geneticist is quoted, Kerry Stephenson. Uh, The the geneticist is said to have a unique perspective on medical technology advancement. And he says in the article, my understanding is that we have basically eradicated almost Down syndrome for our society, that there is hardly ever a child with Down syndrome in Iceland anymore. And then he goes on to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with aspiring to have healthy children, but how far we should go in seeking these goals is a fairly complicated decision. I would say it's a fairly complicated decision. And then... A woman who has actually made the decision to abort her baby that had a gene deficiency is quoted in this article as saying, and and, and even before I say this, let's let's have grace for this woman, but let's hear what her words are and to see how polluted our society and our culture is becoming about seeing life as no longer precious. This is what she said. This is your life. You have the right to choose how your life will look like we don't look at abortion as murder. We look at it as a thing that we ended. We ended a possible life that may have had huge complications, preventing suffering for the child and for the family. And I think that's more of a right than seeing it as a murder. That's so, it's not so black and white. Life isn't black and white. Life is gray. Well, to this woman, in grace, I tell her, the Bible doesn't see life as gray. As a matter of fact, Isaiah has a lot to say about life, as well does the psalm writers like David and others. It's, it's pretty cut and dry that life is precious and that all life matters. Isaiah forty four twenty four. 24, thus says the Lord Yahweh, your Redeemer, who formed you from the womb. I am the Lord. I am Yahweh, who made all things, who alone stretch out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. And then in Isaiah 64, 8, but now, oh Yahweh, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Oh, beloved, we are the clay and God is the potter and he does not make pots. He does not make instruments that need to be thrown away. He is the author of life and he is the only one who can determine the beginning and the end of life. This is not a gray matter that we take into our hands by medical technology. This is not a choice. Life is not a choice. Life is responsibility that has been given by God. Life is precious. We are formed in the image of God. We are the imago Dei. We have God's image in our lives and life is precious. Know that the Lord, Psalm 103, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You see, beloved, when we see the Down syndrome abortion rate skyrocket to where it's almost 100% in Iceland. We need to know that we are not created on our own being. We are not created in the womb by a mom and a dad. We are created in the womb by a loving father who knit us together, who made us like a potter, who formed us and fashioned us. And when we see Down syndrome children, when we see Down syndrome adults, we look at them and they are no less image bearers than we are without Down syndrome. All life is precious and we must speak Up. I've I've been around the world and in every country I've been to. I've seen little babies and children and teenagers with Down syndrome. They're some of the most precious individuals, some of the most precious children. And it breaks my heart to think of all the families that we have at Lifeline. Families uh, redeemed by the gospel of Jesus Christ who are ready to adopt those children, who are ready to bring them into their home. As a matter of fact, many of you may not know, but Lifeline has a, a unique partnership with the national down syndrome network here in the United States. And one of the things we're able to do with this unique partnership with the national down syndrome network is find families who are willing to adopt children with down syndrome. So we're matching these families with families who have found out that their child in the womb has down syndrome and we're pleading with them. Don't abort your baby. Don't terminate. Ah, what a, what a convenient word. Terminate. Don't kill the baby. Instead, be willing to allow this family to wrap around the life of your child and to to love your child and to parent your child and to see your child grow. As a matter of fact, it says that most children with Down syndrome will actually live a long, full life, many to the age of 60. Yes, they will have some physical problems and some heart problems, but ultimately, they can live till 60 years old, and they're some of the most precious people you will ever meet, and they are cognitively understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can not stay silent, beloved. At the church I attend in Birmingham, the church at Brook Hills, a couple of weeks ago, we had the great opportunity to watch a young man, uh, 40 years old, walk through baptism waters. And at the very beginning of his testimony, he announces to the church, the whole church, the, over video screens and testimony that he is a man that has Turner's syndrome. And, and, and while this syndrome has been debilitating to him, both physically and cognitively, he gives his testimony that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. I know men and women with Down syndrome who are confessing today that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Beloved, we must speak up. We must wrap our lives around those who have syndromes. We must wrap our lives around those that this world, that this culture is calling those that have special needs, and we must love them with our lives, and we must love them with the gospel. And this also, at the early stages of August, at the beginning of August, there was a, another story that broke out on the national media scene, and it was the story of Charlie Gard in the United Kingdom, and Charlie's parents were, were actually fighting the courts there in the UK to uh, allow them to take Charlie to the United States because they could seek specialized treatment that could even potentially elongate and extend his life. And, and the courts ruled that they could not take Charlie to the United States, their own son to the United States, to seek the specialized treatment. So then they, they went to the courts again just to ask to be able to take Charlie, their own child, home, uh, to allow him to spend his last days in peace. And, and ultimately, both these requests were denied by the British courts. And, and they, they justly, in their decisions, chose that Charlie's life, it wasn't worth the hassle. And so Charlie's parents, who were fighting tooth and nail for him, who loved him because of who he was, said this in a statement after his death. They said, we just want some peace with our son. No hospital, no lawyers, no courts, no media, just quality time with Charlie, away from everything to say goodbye to him in the most loving way. And then they said, mommy and daddy love you so much, Charlie. We always have and we always will. And we are so sorry that we couldn't save you we had the chance, but we weren't allowed to give you that chance. Sweet dreams, baby. Sleep tight, our beautiful little boy. You are our hero. Charlie Gard had been diagnosed with mitochondrial DNA depletion syndrome. It's a a rare syndrome which causes muscle weakness and a loss of motor skills. And in the end, the British court said his life wasn't worthy of the fight. Oh, but beloved, our great God disagrees vehemently with the courts there in England because he says in Psalm one thirty nine thirteen through 16, for you formed my inward parts. You, God, knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, O God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, as yet there was none of them. So beloved Christ follower, we must speak up for life. We must speak up for the dignity of all life, the life of those with mitra chondrial DNA depletion syndrome, the rights of life with with Down syndrome or Turner syndrome or whatever syndrome. We must speak up against abortion. We must speak up against racism and against genocide and against oppression. Yesterday uh, on Sunday, my pastor, Matt Mason, reminded the congregation, the, the church at Brook Hills, he said to stand up and speak at best for life right? To not stand up and not speak up at best means we are ashamed of the gospel. And at the worst means we do not know the gospel. Oh, we must speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. And we must value all life because ultimately we are a life that Christ has valued all the way to the cross. And so if you wanna get engaged with your life and your family to show that we believe that children and families and teenagers and adults with Down syndrome or Turner syndrome or any type of syndrome are worth the fight, then sign up today to adopt a child with special needs and show that they are precious.